Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, you ready? Mm, Oh, yes. Hi. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, me. Um, this month's theme is metamorphosis. Yes. So it's so interesting that we picked that word. And then, you know, we live in Tennessee. And so it, the big theme around here these days is all this conversation about banning drag queens. And um, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. <laughs> I don't even so, know. It's, it's so like, pointless. It's so weird. But so of course we think of any sort of um drag queen to me is like a major metamorphosis, right? It's like it's literally two different existences almost. It's like a character. It's that's a character. Created. It's fantasy. I actually worked with a drag queen one time who had won um or had been on RuPaul's drag race. Oh my gosh, I wish I could remember. I think his name was Princess. And he was in a Jack White video that I worked with. The sweetest, like, a most amazing human. And he actually taught me so much about makeup. Like, right. drag queens know their shit. Dude, it, it is wild. It is wild. So I, my friend Gabriel, who I lived with in Los Angeles. Yeah. I, don't, I can't remember if he started when I was still living there or if it was something that he picked up after I left. But he started, he got, like, really obsessed with drag makeup. And... He it was just like an exploration thing and an art sure. form to him. And he was like his goal. He was never had a goal of even wanting to be a drag, like a performing drag queen. Right. In the beginning. I mean, he, he's now performed a little bit, but it's not what he does. He's a photographer by trade. And um, he occasionally will go out in L.A. and like perform. But it's not what he does. Mm-hmm. And it is crazy to watch the videos that he puts up and the stuff that he's just taught himself by watching YouTube videos oh, yeah. and talking with other people that are doing the art form. And I mean, it's, it's wild. And his is like his, his drag name is just, his name is Gabriel and he's just Gabriel, the queen. Like, yeah, he's like, I'm not a woman. I'm a man in makeup and a dress. Right. Uh, he has a beard and yeah. so it's like a bearded queen, but 
mean, it's super over the top, really colorful, really extreme eye stuff with massive like eyelashes. Oh yeah, it's so insanely yeah, it's over cartoonish. The top. Yeah, exactly. But to me, that's where it becomes. It's just like a creative expression because it's not like anything that's like a very everyday look. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like <laughs> Barney's not a real fucking dinosaur. <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> what are the Teletubbies? Like, it's right. a weird... It's what's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Sure. You know, those are those are adults dressed up in weird costumes, too. This is true, and actually way more creepy, if you ask I, Have you ever been to Hollywood Boulevard? <laughs> Shit. You're lucky if they don't slip some crack into your right, kid's pocket. Right. <laughs> so here's our big debate. Uh, this is not a political podcast, and I said to you, like, I really... Like, I want to talk about these topics. And obviously, with our word as metamorphosis, how do we not talk about this topic? Like, you were like, I don't know. This is a pop culture week. This is the most relevant thing that we can talk about. They talked about it on SNL. Yeah, it's national news. It's everywhere. Um, It's happening in our backyard. Like, And it will waterfall into other states. Like, this is is just the tip of the iceberg. But we don't want to sit here and try to beat our, like, political thoughts or like have that argument. The reason I say that is because like I posted about this on my Instagram. Everything is so divisive right now. And it is so fucking exhausting to me. Like I don't really want to be a part of contributing to the, just the argument to contribute to the argument for argument's sake. Like if I have a point, cool. If I have my own beliefs. Yes, absolutely. But like, I don't want to just like keep, maximizing the anger and the like, well, you said this and you're a hypocrite or whatever. To me, that's not helping any problems. What I do like to do is to like show humanity and show connectedness and also like ask ourselves the hard questions. Like, why do I believe what I believe? Why am I scared of this certain thing? Why do I just like make judgments about something I know absolutely nothing about? Like those kind of things are the point to me. And so if we can help with any part of that. And also like we're asking ourselves these questions. And so I think that's our point here is not to be like, you're wrong. We're right. We're wrong. You're right. It's more like, Hey, like, do we even really know what's happening here? Like, why are we just letting the government dictate anything that we're thinking? Like, yeah, I I think the the point is, is like, we want to try and look at this from a human level because it does, like, when politics gets involved in these things, like, there are real-life consequences for a lot of people. Absolutely. And when, as a society, we allow these things to happen from a governmental standpoint, like, it um, it opens the door for, like, things to get worse than right. to infringe on other things. Like, my the, the, the reason why I wanted to talk about it is, like, it is l- kind of ludicrous to me. Like, this is a problem that didn't exist that got turned into a problem. And I think that's why it is part of, like, the national discourse. Because And, like, being talked about on SNL, like, to have our governor sign a bill that, you know, essentially drags public performance of drag queens or any sort of adult performance. I mean, what is that going to mean when Harry Styles shows up and wears a dress at Bridgestone? Exactly. What does it mean for the cheerleaders at Titans games? Like all of these things are somewhat sexualized, you know, like that's pop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it's just pop art. But, um, and then to have the discovery of him dressed in drag in his high school yearbook in Tennessee, Mm -hmm. like the hypocrisy of it is just funny to me. And I think, that's why it has like made it to the national level because we're all just like, wait, excuse me, like 
but what's the problem also, here? Like, like these are clothes. And also, where where is the problem? Like you right. said, like where are we harming people? The thing is, is the, RuPaul's got a really famous quote that's been floating around, and it's like, "We are all born naked. We are all born naked. The rest is all drag." Because it literally that is, is so cloth good. that we are putting on our bodies. Yeah, it shouldn't define a single thing about us, and it and it brings up this whole and I, like. Again, not to get political, but like the gender conversation and the gender fluidity thing that I think confuses a lot of people and understandably because it's a new concept. But when you think about the fact that like this piece of cloth is for boys and this piece of cloth is for girls, that is not something that was fact. That was something that we as humans decided was a thing. And why? And who? (laughs) Like Like, who preachers wear preachers wear gowns. Um, uh, Scottish men wear kilts. kilts. Yeah, like they're they're. It, it, why even have to put a label on men, women clothing? It's just like it's just clothes. And now it's being legislated that like a man can't wear makeup and can't wear a dress. You said why? Why do we have to like do that? Why do we whatever? And all that I hear in any sort of regulation around any of it is fear. It's like we as humans have this natural inclination to have fear around something we don't know anything about. And so like the reaction to be scared of something you don't know anything about is a totally normal human emotion. Absolutely. The thing that we can do for that, though, is like learn about it and like go, is this a rational fear or is this like completely just because I've never been taught this? And I went to a school where everyone looked exactly like me and I was, you know, kind of sheltered and I was taught small that, town life. Yeah, That's... that men are women. I mean, it's small town. It's whatever. I lived in a big town, but I was like sheltered in a lot of ways. And everyone that I went to school with looked exactly like me and acted like me. And so when I left, it was like this huge cultural thing for me to be like, Oh, there's so much more. And there are moments in that that are scary. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean it has to stay that way. And I think when you live that way, you miss so many amazing opportunities because one, we're all so connected and like, there is a lesson in everything. We talked about this when we talked to Candace Horback, the former porn star. Like, I loved our conversation with her. I actually loved her energy. Like, I want to hang out with her. I think she's fucking awesome. And if you had told me 20 years ago that, oh, you'll meet a porn star and want to be, I would have had a judgment about that. Right. Like, if you would have told me, I mean, probably even less than that because porn has negatively affected my life and some of my relationships, I would have had a major fear around it. But this was like the perfect um, example to me of some situation where I'm, it was like a healing conversation because I saw the ways that Candace and I are exactly alike. And like, actually, we really have a lot in common. And I think that's the point is like, it takes the fear out of it. Right. then, And I can let someone else go on their journey and not be threatened by it or feel like they have to be exactly like me for me to be safe. She can go on her journey. She's allowed. Right. Like... Anyway, I thought it was a really interesting point. We were talking before the podcast and you said, oh my God, I used to be scared of drag queens. And so I want you to talk a little bit about that because I think like as a gay man, a lot of people probably make the assumption that you would be all gung ho and just like everyone lived the way that, you know, whatever. And you had a different experience. So will you tell a little bit about that journey? I can remember, you know, I was out, but I wasn't like truly living my like 
truest self and out being super gay. You know, like not that I'm even that now. And what does that even mean? But I'm a lot more open about it now. But I, you know, drag queens used to freak me out. I've got this like a fear of clowns and especially like real life clowns. They like freak me out a little bit. And I sort of equated it to be the sort of same thing. And I think some of it was just like, um, you know, ingrained homophobia that, you know, I was harboring um, because I hated myself at that time. And, um, and now that like it has become so much more mainstream, the art of it is so much more obvious to me. I mean, it is the level of commitment and art and design and, rehearsal and all of the things that goes into these performances is unreal to me. So it's like, I mean, I would never, it's not something that I would ever choose to do. Um, but I can recognize and I can go have fun, but I'm like, I know people that just fuck it. They'll go see drag shows every night. It's Mm -hmm. what they love to do. Mm -hmm. That's not me. Um, I don't have a fear of it, but I do think it's important for me to look back and be like, that fear was created because of the other things that people were putting on to me. And I was scared for my own safety. And if I said I like drag queens, then I would feel unsafe. And I think what's important in this argument is, is, you know, it is perfectly natural to be scared of things. Like it is something that like as human beings, it's what keeps us safe when we recognize a danger. But we also have to be discerning and we also have to be human. And if we allow politicians to use fear to control us, we are all fucking losing. Mm-hmm. If, if you go into a, dra- a situation such as a drag show and it makes you uncomfortable, that's okay. Be uncomfortable with it. Don't go to another drag show. But you should also be open to going into a drag show and being like, well, that's not so bad. Like, that was kind of fun. Right. Don't let someone tell you that something is bad for you unless it is physically you could, you know, be harmed by it. Like, playing chicken with your cars is not a good idea to do. Like, believe someone when they say that. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? 
I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But like something as innocent as an art form, I think it is insanity that we are letting people dictate what is truly something to fear and what's not. Like there, there's, um, there are zero instances of people being hurt by drag. And it's just, a, to me, it's a smoke and mirrors thing, particularly in our state where like, you know, there's a laundry list of things that they're not addressing. Like, the amount of children living in poverty, how like we're, we rank like 46th in education in the United States. We um, homelessness is really bad in our state. Like it is, our state's a mess, and this is what they're spending their time on. So to me, I just think as human beings, we need to expect our politicians to do better and care about real things, um, and the, like at least. <laughs> the drag community, the gay community, there is so much humor and stuff that's coming out of this that I'm hoping that that light will like sort of overshadow the darkness, you know? Yeah. Um, and I hope that like people, allies can get behind this and just be like, this is, this is a silly target. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, my big thing is like, I, what I don't like that's happening is like, it feels, it's the same thing like for women. It feels like we're like, one step forward, 10 steps back. And it's really frustrating because I don't feel comfortable telling anyone else that the way that they are is not okay. Right. Like, who the fuck am I to be like, you were born this way, this is your interest, and that is not okay in this country or in this world or whatever. Like, I don't think that any of us or have the right to do that. And so the fact that anyone is feeling shamed or like less than like what you just said, you were uncomfortable with your own homosexuality. That is so fucking sad to me. And I don't think I really grasped how sad that is until the last couple of years of just like, you know, watching just these battles of like, just trying to fight for basic human rights. Like that is not okay. Right. And so that's the part that really sticks out to me. And what I'm like, 
Why are we doing this again to someone just creatively expressing themselves? Like I creatively express myself all the fucking time. And you know what? Sometimes people tell me it's not okay too. And then I'm like getting to this place now where I'm like, but it's who I am and it's what makes me feel good and I have to do it. And so I think, and it's not harming anybody. Definitely not (laughs) harming anybody, but but I think it takes a lot of a daily battle for me to do that. And that's my journey. I just don't see where like if a law told me you can't go be in Kit Moore's music video because that like, what the fuck? Right. Like, what am I doing to harm anyone with right. that? I'm just living my life. So and that was creative expression for me. So there you go. But like the whole point I think we're trying to make with anything that we address politically is just like it has become very um, blatantly obvious to us. And this goes on in any sort of political argument. I don't, I think this is both sides that a lot of times politicians are using fear and they're tapping into our fears to just get votes. Like, do we really think Billy even gives a shit about this? Probably not. Probably not. But it's like a way to incite like more fear in people and be like, this is a real issue. And it's, it's actually not, or like, or ask yourself, is it really something like, and if you're scared of it, like why is it just cause you didn't grow up around it? Is it cause you've never seen or met a drag queen? Like those kind of things. Like we're, we're actually working on, you know, trying to have like a conversation with someone to bring more, actual facts to this, but and humanity um, to it, then, too. but to see the humanity, that's the point. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's just a weird thing to me because it's, um, I've tried not to be very political on my social media, but it's yeah. like the, the ridiculousness of it all has got me like sharing shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I ordered a shirt yesterday that says Bill Lee is a drag and it's a picture of him in a drag. In yeah. drag. <laughs> I think people are going wild with that one. Cause it's like, what? yeah. And now there's another example in our state where the Lieutenant governor was seen commenting on a, like a openly gay man's post, like with like fire and heart emojis and telling him to like keep dancing and you should yeah, be able to dance with the wild. stars. It's so wild. I don't and understand he, it he did all. not deny it. He did not say it was hacked. He basically said he likes to know his constituents and, and and communicate with them but he's voting against but he's voting very uh, anti-lgbtq yeah it's it's so interesting yeah it's so wild like i don't get the logic there Mm -hmm. but that gets (laughs) (laughs) it's a very fine line to walk here and i think like we're just doing our best too so give us some grace with that but i just I, i don't know my whole like point of this podcast and what I'm learning with every conversation that we have is most of the time when I'm scared of something, it's because I'm not in control or I feel like I'm not in control and I just don't necessarily like know about it. And those are very human reactions, but like those are things we can work through too. Look, and I, I also want to back up just a sec. Like this is like the things that we're saying aren't a blanket permission to do whatever the fuck you want. Like you can't go out and murder people and steal and do harm, truly harmful things. And I think that um, we know, like there has to be a very clear line between what you think is morally okay and what you think is legally okay. Because legally, you, you like you, you can't be breaking laws and hurting people and doing that sort of thing. Being a drag queen 
is shouldn't there shouldn't be a legal line to that unless you're like whipping your dick out in your show right. and being completely obscene. Yeah. If you're using adult language in an adult space, fine, that's entertainment. And I I don't disagree. It's like if if drag queens are going to be in very public spaces, they need to curb their performances to fit that space. The age range. Yeah, yeah, just like you wouldn't have a wet t-shirt contest at the Pride Parade right. either, you know? Right. And um, I, I do think that is an important distinction, but to say that they're not even allowed there is fucked. Well, because I, where does it stop? Yeah, before we started the podcast, I said I'm just getting really fed up with like trying to make moral issues legal issues because right. they're not. Like right. everyone is entitled to their own opinion and their own religion even. And like the way that we're going with this right now feels to me like we're trying to make people or what's being asked of people is believe in the same things in all capacities, whether that's religious, whether that's a God, whether that's whatever. And we, we don't live in a country like that. No, And that's like the beauty of our country, but it gets scary. That gets scary to me to be like, you're going to be forced to believe this or whatever, or act this way. Like, to say that this morality that this one person believes in is going to be a law that I have to follow, even if I don't believe that that doesn't. Right. I don't know. It's tough though. Cause I can hear the arguments now. I can hear in. them too. And I, I keep thinking about this thing that I read that like, it said something like Jesus who hung out with like the lepers and the hookers and all the things like the, 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 the fact that he, the Christian right has turned him into this like gun toting pro America, like force is literally the biggest about face in the history of humanity. Like Jesus would not have like, he stood for love and acceptance of everybody. Mm -hmm. And, um, and to like sort of legislate on these false pretenses of what Jesus believed in is crazy. It's all human interpretation of that too. Absolutely. Just scary to me. Yeah. Anyway, the whole point we're trying to make here is like to ask yourself the questions, why are you scared of this? Um, to bring the humanity piece to it and to remember that like it's okay if people are different from us. That doesn't mean they're bad. Yeah, I think I think it's it's incumbent on all of us to like um, tap into our own curiosities and if there is fear there, to face that fear. Incumbent. Damn. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's been oh reading the dictionary. <laughs> Was that the word of the day? Somewhere? I mean, maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what it means. Responsibility. It's our responsibility. Okay, yeah. that's what I gathered from the sentence. Yeah. But that was a. Big Hopefully, one. I use that word right because an incumbent is also someone that, um, like, if someone's running for office, the person who's already in office is yeah. the incumbent candidate. Well, you're asking, you're saying it to me like I would know. I the believe answer, I used it I've, correctly. I believe I used I it correctly. Don't. The English <laughs> language is weird because we can have wor- the same word mean two very different things. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we want to know what you guys think on this topic. Um, you can email us at theedge at velvetsedge.com on Insta. I am at Velvet's Edge, Chip. I'm at Chip Dorsch, C H I P D O R S C H. That's D as in drag. Oh! oh! <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's your new drag yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> D as in drag. Actually, you do have that running list. Oh, my God. I've got a whole list of them. Should... I can't give them away now, though, because someone will still want to drag make it names. illegal. Yeah. They'll make, they'll make my list illegal. I'm going to get arrested. Chip has been, list. as long as I know him, making a list of like really funny drag names, and they all have these really different personalities. You've never done anything with any of oh, it. Oh, never. 
it's just ideas. Yeah, I mean, I'll dress somebody up as one of them. Right. We should if? all be one of them for Halloween. This oh my year. god, what if? <laughs> Inside jokes. Sorry, guys. All right. As you guys go into the weekend, I hope you're loving on some people and just remembering that um, you can live on the edge. And always remember, damn it, I was so close. Act <laughs> casual. Please act casual, y'all. Okay. Bye. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.